Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, That Reminds You Of. You are listening to episode 10, and we are well into our Melbourne International Film Festival screenings. What do you reckon, Doc? That's right. Um, you just changed, changed the name of the podcast, Baron. That reminds you of now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Episode 10. Who would have thought? Episode 10. And we were talking about um, exponential growth and, well, I don't think it's exactly that, but, you know, it is growing. It's getting bigger little by little. Yeah, it's a cult following. It's a cult following. And more importantly, uh, we're enjoying ourselves. And this Melbourne International Film Festival thing, this sort of diving into a whole bunch of festival films over a short period of time and doing a bunch of episodes is fun. I'm really enjoying it. I couldn't agree more. Like a problem I have when I go to the festivals normally is that I go in there usually half cut and <laughs> watch about five in a day. Yeah. Love most of them and then completely forget about it. Forget about them. So I don't remember the names or what I loved or anything. So this is at least for me a record. So you know when I'm thinking, oh what was that, you know, bloody film, I can go back and, and watch or listen to this crap. And, Absolutely. And remember. And it's kind of forcing us to think a little more deeply about each film as we watch them because we have to come on here and talk about them, right? Yeah. I'm not sure how deep we, we are, but like we're, <laughs> we're at least trying, yeah? Right. Yeah, we're trying. It's, it, well, it's making us, you know, do a little a bit of extra work, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this, what we're doing here now is we both got the bundle, the, the thriller, what was it? The, the dark thriller bundle, I believe it was. Three films. Uh, there was La Llorona, Killing of Two Lovers, and Rose Plays Julie. Yes. Bundle. Dark Thriller. How can you not go Dark Thriller? I know. As soon as I saw it, I had to. I knew I had to have it, and I was so happy to see that you had sort of picked up on the same thing. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so this, this episode, we will talk about one of those being Rose Plays Julie. Yep. By, yep. Directed by two people. Christine Malloy and Joe Lawler. Yeah, it seems like they've done a few films together as well. I was having a quick little look and uh, they've written and directed a few films together. Mm. And also I noticed that um, Christine Molly has also edited this film. So she's a talented, talented person. That's, um, that's mm. never easy to do the right direct and edit combo. Yeah. It's a lot of work. And you just sort of, I think by the end of that, you'd have to be pretty sick of it. You got to be. You avert, she's the virtual <laughs> Dave Grohl of of um of film editing, playing right? all the instruments, singing exactly. all the songs. Yeah. Does he yeah. do that? I think he does. I think he does too. Yeah. Or the Lenny Kravitz probably. Lenny Kravitz plays all his own. Yeah. Instruments. There you go. Yeah. So this film, um, this film. Wow. What what a crazy, dark, twisted story. What did. Mm. And I guess before we get into thoughts, we should probably just tell people what this film is all about. Do a yes. quick synopsis. Do you want to do that, Doc, or, or shall I? Uh, let's let's let me have a have a crack. It's nice. about a young woman who's studying to to be a vet, I think, or some some occupation that requires her to cut up animals and yep. uh, and euthanize euthanize them. Euthanize, euthanize, euthanize. I think yeah. euthanize. <laughs> um, <laughs> And she is 
she's been adopted and she's looking for her biological mother and she finds her biological mother early in the piece and then discovers spoilers. Uh, well, I reckon, yeah, why not? I reckon. Let's do uh, it. Yes, she discovers that uh, her mother was raped and she's the product of that of that rape. So then she goes on the search for her father and that gets pretty dicey. Um, big time. Big time dicey. I'm not <laughs> sure how much more to say. Like, that sets it well, up for me. Yeah, exactly. And you can't really talk about this film without giving a few spoilers away, but then there's some big ones towards the end we probably want to say for the audience um, mm. that kind of make the film great because it is a slow burn. It's, I, I, mm. I would call this film a slow burn. Did you feel it that way? Yeah, I did. I did. You just threw something in there and yeah. you said that the film is great. Mm. So that's straight off the bat. Do you want to yeah. elaborate in any way? Sure. Look, I did really enjoy this film. Of Actually, of the th- the four that I've seen so far, mm. this is my pick so far. I just, Interesting. I think of, of the films that uh, I would recommend to people to see, this is, this is one of them for sure. And uh, I think it's because I just really enjoyed the performances of the three leads. I thought they were all really, really solid. Yeah, uh, it's beautifully shot. There's a, a a beautiful score, and the story, although slow and a little meandering at times, not meandering. That's not really the right word. It's more like self indulgent at times. Mm. Um, then to, in that that third act, just starts to pay off like huge dividends for for the the effort that you've put into just like getting to that point. So yeah, uh, made it well, well and truly worth it for me. And just a, and like, if I think about what, a, what a thriller is, this film encapsulates that perfectly. Yeah. I, I, I loved a lot of things about it. I'm not as absolute about it as you are. I don't think I, I thought it had flaws too. Uh, yeah. Tell me, what do you, what do you think? Well, I thought sometimes it was a bit, uh, a bit on the nose, like just some some corny lines, for example, like um, uh, she was the arche- or the archaeologist, and she's trying to unlock the past in reference to archaeology, <laughs> and just the just how oh, you know classic. it's it, it's a nice concept because she's also trying to unlock her family history and what's happened in the past, so it's it's a nice little analogy. But I just thought. In a film with less exposition, like say "Light of My Life," yeah, they wouldn't have found the need to say that. And similarly, it, it, she has some voiceover narration at times that I thought, well, we didn't need that either. Mm. Uh, is the wait voiceover narration? I'm trying to remember where that is in the film. I'm sure there was, unless I'm. Um, I can't remember. No, yeah, yeah, there there was. She's she's. She's saying that she's an aber- aberration, um, and that she's she's just reflecting on herself being the product of this, right? Um, you know, unholy. Yeah. Okay. Coupling. That is that is familiar. Yeah. Um, Interesting. See, I didn't pick up on the arch- the um, archaeologist aspect being kind of a, a th- sort of related to her digging up her past, which is, but it, but it makes total sense now that you mention it. It just didn't even really occur to me while I was watching it. Okay. I just, I just it's heard good. it and I thought, oh yeah. Too much. Yeah. And, you know, that's the sort of wisecrack that I would say 
you know, <laughs> on the off the cuff. Yes. And then kind of kick myself under the table for saying, look, that's just too obvious, mate. You just need to shut up. Uh, shut up. I love more. it. I love it. And the title of his book was called Below the Surface, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, there are just some reservations I had, but uh, there's there's a lot to like as well, which we can go into. Yeah, definitely. No, that's that, that that's interesting. Look, I'll, I'll talk about one thing that that bothered me about it, mm. and it you could say it's a pretty big flaw. Um, however, I think the film just gets away with it. Yeah. But the lead character Rose does not grow at all throughout the film. That's a good point. She starts off as a basically pretty psycho, almost bunny boiler style, you know, quiet psycho who's out to figure out who her parents are. And by the end of the film, I'm not convinced that she's still not that same psycho and if not for a sort of an act of God would have gone through to just become the psycho that you thought she was all, all the way through. So it's, mm. uh, and I'm just trying to tread lightly here without giving away the ending, but um, she she doesn't change very much. And the two interesting characters are the ones around her, yeah. her, her mother and father. And that's for a film where, you know, she's the, she's the main character. She's the central character of this story. That's, all, that's almost a, a sin for her not to change in some way. You know what I mean? Um, mm. it, it bothered me. I was watching it going, what's she doing? Where, where's this going? What's happening with her now? Is she learning anything? Is she going to be, is she going to change in any way? And she doesn't. It's, uh, it's, it's quite bizarre. Yeah, that's a good point. It, and it's odd because it's not as though it's a bad performance that she's given. She was, I, I thought she gave a good performance, but the other characters are more interesting. It's like, it's mm. almost got a hollow center where, yeah, nothing, nothing changes. I, I loved the, her mother's performance. Me that too. was really, really cool. And I, I couldn't even pick what I liked about it, but I f- found her easy to watch and just compelling to watch. Yep. And she had, she starts off not wanting to even look at her daughter. As soon as she realizes that her daughter's sort of come to track her down, she has, she wants nothing to do with her. And by the end, she's become completely involved in, yeah. in, in her daughter's life and bought in 100% and uh, completely turned her life upside down in order to accommodate her daughter, which is a huge change. And you can say her dad goes through something kind of similar in a different way. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I just thought that was, um, that was interesting. It's like, I think you're right, it's like there's a dead center at the middle of this story that's a bit of a void and it doesn't feel quite right. And yet... Because of the type of film it is, maybe they get away with it, you know? Maybe maybe that's intentional. Maybe she is dead inside in, in, a, in, a, in a way. Well, you could read it that way and I think that's a good one. Uh, I also thought when I got to, towards the end of the film and there was a particular scene that was quite riveting, uh, which we won't say, but towards the end you probably know the one I'm yeah, totally. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, as soon as I saw that scene, I thought they've started from this point. This this was the this was the idea. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, when you you might be in a um, a workshop writing <laughs> writing something, and and they say, okay, now now I want you to tell it from the other point of view. Right. So it almost felt like it's 
it's one person's story and then the fact that we're hearing it from the from the daughter's perspective is almost a narrative device. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, there's something, uh, you know, and I would say across all three of these films, just drawing a sort of a, a line through them, I felt like all of them have something kind of major missing in them. Um, and yet they all pull it off. And that's why they're in this festival, because there's something also magical about each of them. There's something missing and there's something magical with each of them, which is interesting. Yeah, okay. We're going to have a couple of good conversations after this one because of the two other films yeah. that we're, is part of this dark thriller bundle, one was my favourite and one was my least favourite by quite a stretch. Mm. Um, I can't wait to hear, what, can't wait to hear about those <laughs> as well. Okay. Well, what did you like about this one? Rose plays Julie. Uh, let's see. I I liked when it surprised me and it surprised me really early on when there was a scene that I understood at the time to be a flashback. This was really right at the start, I think. And uh, most of me was saying, oh, no, do we have to? Do we have to get into flashback <laughs> right now? Um, and... And then within, you know, a minute or so, I realised it's not a flashback. It was a her watching her mother acting. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it was great. And and that, <laughs> with, that with, threw with, me. With, because and, I, and it's just when the vampire teeth suddenly appear. With the vampire teeth. <laughs> that's what got you? <laughs> well, I just, I loved it so much because it, it turned the tables on me because I was really judging. And I was saying, this is yeah. a flashback and it's not done very well. And it was awful. Yeah. It was an awful, it's an awful flashback and please don't let the film be like this. And when they flipped that, yeah. um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Which turns that. out to be the point, right? Because her mum's an actress and she's mm. doing sort of shitty daytime movies, it sounds like, like uh, or just or, or terrible TV shows like um, A Cop Who Hunts Vampires or A Psychic Nun was the other one they throw in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that, I, I thought that flashback was really clever. That was, well, not flashback, that scene. But yeah. it does play that way and it, and it does make you go, what, where are we now suddenly? Yeah, it was done well. It, it was. And looking for film school uh, sort of uh, references, <laughs> uh, I like that you could then really see that as a, in a way, it's her reconstructing a memory. So it's almost a flashback because she's, she doesn't have any memories of her mother. So mm. she's, you know, that's a, the best she's got. So it kind of worked like that if you were going to write an essay, you know, an undergrad essay on it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, I, I was giving it kind of crap as well uh, for this, for her not changing. Um, but uh, that main character, Rose, who then becomes Julie, as the title kind of uh, says, she she was bothering me because she seemed so vacant the whole mm. way through. and and it, But at the same time, that was very unsettling. Just watching her stare without blinking at her mum across a set that she snuck onto yeah. or then just suddenly appearing for a home open at her mum's house and, and like sitting in one of the other kids' bedrooms and just fiddling with a toy and all that kind of weird stuff she was yeah, doing. sociopathic. Sociopathic, totally ballsy, just yeah. no fear at all. It, it was really uncomfortable to watch and you don't yeah. know where you're going 
the whole way through. You just don't know where this thing's going to go. You know it's not going to go well, but you don't know where exactly you're going to go, which was cool. I thought I thought that was handled well. And you know what she's capable of, don't you, when she, you know, whacks that guy with the whatever she hits him with. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's so right. You know this is someone who's she's not messing around. She, she almost has no feeling or <laughs> she's, she's a complete empty vessel and just yep. out there to, to kill. Yep. And some of, some of my fa- and it pays off beautifully um, in the first act or so, so where, somewhere around the point just after she's gone to see her mum's house, she asks, so her mum's had another daughter to, to someone else since, right? And she asks the girl how old she is and she asks her in such a strange direct way yeah. that you go, ooh, ooh, that's a bit creepy. And it pays off later in the film beautifully. Did you, do, you, do you know the moment I'm talking about? When she asks the question. It's when she asks later on, oh. she asks her dad a similar question, like point blank. And you know, as soon as she asks, you know exactly where this is going. Y- yes, except that. <laughs> this is really hard to dance around without giving things away, but. Ex- except that I, when she asked her dad the question. Yeah. Um, I had assumed she was going to ask him that like about 10 minutes earlier. Had you? Oh, I, so, I, I didn't know that. I, I, I don't know if I'm just Nostradamus, but when <laughs> when she then asked him, I sort of rolled my eyes a bit and said, well, yeah, you know, they set that up, you know, 15 minutes ago. Oh, I loved it. I, I, I thought it was great. <laughs> it was just what I wanted at that time just, just to go, okay, this is going to be good. You know, like I kind of needed that little, uh, that little nod to, to, to the violence that would come later. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Do you know what I both loved and didn't love at the same time is Game of Thrones guy who anyone in Game of Thrones I just think of as Game of Thrones. Yeah, how have we not mentioned Littlefinger? Littlefinger. How have we not mentioned yet that Littlefinger is the dad? This is problematic for me. Okay. Because he's a wonderful actor. I really, really enjoy watching him. He's so watchable. And he was great in this, I felt. But he's Littlefinger and mm, he's playing the same sort of character. And that to me, you know, someone that everyone kind of hates and... A little slimy. I, yeah. yeah he seems and, to get away with all his plotting and planning and scheming. That's right. Yeah. And I, th- I think the... The baggage of him being Littlefinger does all the heavy lifting for him being that character and I just didn't think the actual character was very well fleshed out, very mm. two-dimensional. The I don't know, he, he seems all lovely on the surface. We kind of know he's not and then he sort of obviously reveals himself as being just exactly what we assumed he would be. Um, you know sorry, what? I, that's a bit spoilery, but no, that's fine. I I did not have a problem with that. Um, mm. I know exactly what you meant. I was what what you mean. I was really aware that we were looking at Littlefinger, <laughs> and that he's such a huge character from that show that mm. it's hard not to see him as that character. But I was sort of able to go with it, and uh, I thought he did. A, I thought he did a great job of the role. And I agree the role was a little bit two-dimensional. But I 
didn't mind that. And I thought his performance at the very end of the film where he ends mm-hmm. up, it was spectacular. I thought he was great in that, that final scene. No, that's true. And the the whole script and the concept of the film redeemed itself for me in that moment. In that I moment. Just, I just yeah. felt there could have been a lot more complexity leading up to that. Mm. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps if they'd spent less time doing long slow motion <laughs> shots of Rose staring creepily at something, <laughs> we could have gotten to some more depth in his character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, what else? Um, I thought there was some really great little genre moments in there. Um, I thought, as I said, the first half was a bit too indulgent, like it mm. just just took too long uh, with all those long, slow shots. They, for instance, for, they really played on the mum and I think her name's Ellen. Yeah, Ellen and Rose kind of getting to know each other. In fact, I think what they were trying to do was mm. almost like a little bit of a red herring that this was going to be a film about Rose becoming a psycho and taking out her mum for giving away, giving her away when she was a baby or something like that. Mm. It seems like that's what they were trying to do, except I never once actually thought that's where it was going. Like it just didn't feel right, you know? Um, yeah. So it just felt like wasted time, you know, with that trying to throw that us off the scent a little bit, whereas they could have actually got through that a little faster and then spent more time with the dad who was that, and that was the more interesting story. Yeah. This, the story between the mother and the daughter was so benign yeah. and so normal and the mother handled it seemingly so well that right. it's, it, it's almost a twist in itself for playing it so straight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I think about it. I don't know if that's a, a masterstroke or a, a wasted opportunity. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I was uncertain about it too. It definitely had me questioning what, what was going on with the film at, at times. And and usually I would say that's a really bad thing and it shouldn't I shouldn't be questioning so much at this point in the film. But it does it does pull itself together and it and it kind of all works in the end. So as you say, maybe it's smart, maybe it's just lucky that it all kind of goes come came together in the end. Who knows? Um, I mean, I suppose uh, Christine and Joe could answer that question. And Christine having that through line of uh, writer, director, editor probably had a pretty pretty clear idea of where she was going. Um, but yeah, th- there were that was odd. That was odd. There was a couple odd elements to the film that felt like they shouldn't work, but somehow as a whole, the thing does. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree that it basically works yeah yeah but uh, and and i think it all comes down to that last act that's what makes the film great when it finally yeah. gets there it's 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 has such a punch that it that it's great and it doesn't go on for so long that you know it's like it's only an hour and a half isn't it all three of these thrillers are only about yeah. an hour and a half which is quite nice you know to just oh, it's great yeah, right. You, you, they're they're all they're all tight in that respect. Um, all of them, I think, are kind of guilty of of taking too long as well, though. At mm. at, at times, interesting. Yeah, people should feel comfortable doing a seventy or eighty minute feature. Yeah, and if it's only eighty minutes, you you shouldn't feel like anything's dragging. That's pretty. That's a pretty tight film, mm. which tells me that the story's lean. And I think you know it's pretty clear all three of these. The story's pretty lean. Yeah. 
Well, did did you have any reminds me ofs for this one? Not really. Not off the top of my head. Nothing popped into mind. How about how about you? Uh, no, not not really. I'm sure there's thousands because the uh, oh no, I did. Yes. Um, number one, sliding doors. Uh, okay. This is this is pretty obscure, but early yeah. early on, uh, Rose, who then becomes Julie, um, basically says that she thinks that she there's an there's another version of her out there that uh, could have been. You know, had oh, she yeah. had she grown up with her mum and known her, she would have been a completely different person. So it's almost as if she she's living one version of a life, but knows that there's another one. You know, in parallel. Definitely clever. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, that's interesting. That wouldn't have occurred to me. I, I think I was thinking of a lot of like 90s um, bunny boiler thrillers like <laughs> Single White Female and um, uh, Sleeping with the Enemy and I'm trying to think of. Yeah, all them. What's All of those ones, yeah. And there's there's tons of them. I, I don't know why they were all around that time. It just be, it, was in, it was it was in fashion for a little while, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it's all look. It never never dies. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, she she she's one of them. Although it, you're you're on her side because she's the victim as well, which makes it interesting. I just I actually just wish that that she'd had a bit more personality. That would have made the thing more interesting. Yeah, yeah. If she'd had more personality the whole way through the film, I think it would have been a, a cool ride from from beginning to end. Well, look, you are on her side, but I think all through you're you're not quite sure if you're always going to be on her side. Are no, because you? you're waiting for her to tip. You're waiting yeah. for her to explode, for something to go horribly wrong, and for her to turn out to be to be a monster. Because I think. As you said, um, there's still it leaves it open to her still being a monster. Like yeah. her, her mum has just embraced this this child and said, you know, we're going to live happy, happily ever after. But she doesn't yet know that she's a, a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. She's sort of treating her as a as a complete victim. Yeah, but there's a psycho under there. Well, I think for all those reasons, uh, it is a really entertaining film, mm. and. Um, of the films that I've seen so far, all of them have struck a note with me, but this one is one I would probably recommend to people and say, go, so, go check it out. So this is your top one of the three dark yeah, thrillers. I think so. Yep. Um, I've written down two more reminds me's oh, for this. Beautiful. Can you believe? Uh, Swing away. I'm also, a, I'll apologize about my headset. I think I might be peaking a bit, but you know, We'll see how we go. We'll, <laughs> um, check that out in post. In post. <laughs> Fix it in post, man. <laughs> uh, so another one is this this film I watched not long ago called Irresistible. Uh, it's a an Aussie film but stars Susan Sarandon and Emily Blunt and Sam Neill. So it's got this outrageously stellar cast hmm. and I hadn't heard of it and it seemed like it was a film Vic-funded thing or something like that. So I don't know how they got you know, those A-listers, but it's essentially Emily Blunt uh, is the daughter and she finds her mother, Susan Sarandon, and is is a psychopathic kind of stalker of a daughter uh, and 
in in this in Rose plays Julie, it was setting up to be almost the identical type of wow. type of film. Um, so it's just one quick. I don't, I don't know this one. Interesting. And, yeah, and it's, did you did you enjoy the film? Was it good? Did I? I, I still I still wonder. It it had a it had the look of one of those Aussie films. You know that's perhaps. Made with not a whole whole heap of budget, but but pretty good, awesome and yet it cast. had yeah, yeah awesome cast. So maybe they just so, spent all their money on getting getting the cast over to make this film. Had nothing yeah. left for production. <laughs> it's true, but there was something nice about seeing the likes of Susan Sarandon in suburban Melbourne. Mm. Uh, you know, walking up and down the streets, just looking like she's on the set of Neighbours. It's it's it was weird and in, enjoyable, like not. Not the greatest film ever, but not bad. Yeah, cool. Uh, and the, the the other one is Old Boy. Even though I haven't seen Park Chang Wook's, this reminded you of Old Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Well, just yeah. for one thematic similarity. Yeah, mm. I love it. I love it, man. I wish I had more to to add. I I just um, I just kept thinking of Bunny Boiler films. <laughs> that was it, <laughs> and none in particular. Yeah. Wow. Oh, cool. I like it. Well, okay, there you well, go. I, th- I think that's done for Rose Plays Julie. I think we've got think our so. second myth film out of the way and, you know, let's stay tuned for the, for the one we do next. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, man. Uh, talk to you shortly for the next myth film. Yes. Thanks, Baron. Right. Catch you later.